The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. I want to hear you scream. This is Candy, the final girl, Allison, and this is The House That Screams. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the 1988 classic Night of the Demons, a personal favorite of mine. But first, let's do our intros. I have Daniel, the Nightmare Nerd. Greetings, my hello horror fanatics, and fuck it, I'm here to party. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Sean Smith. Festering fuckwads. (laughs) <laughs> Good one. Um, Erica Wright. Hey, this is Erica Wright for My Horrific Life. And I am here to party. Nice. It wasn't very good, but <laughs> it was good. And Rob the Cinema Drunkie. Eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I knew it. I, I won. That was my bet. <laughs> I, now, see, I can't do a good stooge, but I can do a pretty decent Suzanne. Uh, you guys uh, have uh, sour balls. Uh, <laughs> well, I sure do. Too bad. But you get too many blowjobs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to offer for that. I can't, I can't do stooge. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. It was good. Um, I'm just going to start us off uh, our discussion with this. This is such a fun movie. If I was really hard-pressed to pick my favorite 80s horror film that I'd probably have the most fun with, it would be this film. I uh, I own a special Steelbook Blu-ray edition of this. Um, I've watched it so many times growing up and throughout my life, so I can quote this entire movie, like just start to finish. And uh, I, I, I will start off, with a hot take, this is my least favorite final girl. Roger, team Roger. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ro- Roger. Roger. Yeah, team Roger. Roger. Yeah. Final dude. This is Absolutely. definitely one of those, mo- one of the most beloved horror movies for me uh, in a long list, but uh, it definitely ranks up there. Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I, that just reminded me, speaking, uh, uh, now that you mentioned that, I have to scold you, 
for last oh. episode. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, okay. I want to hear about this. What did we oh, do? All right. Let's, let's okay. hear it. Okay. 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 So, I, of course, as you know, I, was, I wasn't I was a part of last episode, but I did hear it. And uh, awesome and conversation, episode by the way. episode of Hereditary. Yes. And um, Sean mentions how at, at the end of Hereditary, Peter, in wanting to get away from the evil people, jumps out the window. And mm-hmm. nobody mentioned the fact that in the very next episode, which is this one, Night of the Demons, at, at the end of this one, features a scene where Roger, in trying to get away from the evil people, jumps out the window. Out the window. Yeah. And it's like, wow. oh my God. You got to- <laughs> nobody, oh, nobody mentioned that? Oh. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, I guess it's because of the tone, the difference in tone and the films. Hereditary is a movie you don't laugh about, you take very seriously. And then the demons, when, when Roger jumps out the window, he's like, they're not getting me. And he jumps out the window. And you're just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, uh, which is great because um, my father uh, used to work with this, this guy named Tony. Tony was a great guy. Uh, Tony was like um, uh, a black a black man of like six foot five, two hundred something pounds. He was a massive man, but he was just like the biggest horror fan ever. I've seen a lot of horror movies because of him, and one of them was Night of the Demons. He lent it to me, and it was one of his favorite movies of all time because he said the black guy was the smartest guy in the movie. Yeah, and he <laughs> yeah. was the whole film. It, it really film. it really does stand out. It's one of those few 80s slashes where the black guy survives to the end. Yep. Yeah. And he was the smartest one the whole time. Like, you guys are stupid. I'm getting yeah, out of here. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm let's out. Get Fuck you guys. Out of here. <laughs> and it's truly because of Roger that Judy's a final girl at all. Because the whole movie, this chick just whines. And I mean, like, oh. the part, okay, so she's making out with her boyfriend or whatever jay who's a complete douche looks like a miami vice like reject (laughs) i mean i'm just saying but they're making out and and she won't go all the way with them and he's like pressuring her being an absolute ass and so she's like no 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 and then she he leaves and he locks her in a room and she's just like jay come on jay 30 minutes later she's still standing (laughs) in the room going jay jay and i'm like he's up there fucking a demon i don't know what to tell you man (laughs) <laughs> like, like the, the way she says Jay is like the bane of my existence. Yeah. I know, like it, it sort of reminds me of in The Touch of Satan. <laughs> you know, the Mystery Science Theater episode, um, they would do that movie, The Touch of Satan. The way she says Jody. Yeah. Jody. That's my girl. Like, oh, please don't ever say it again. Don't um, be dissing on my girl now. I will not say your girl. She has, her name is a bad scrabble hand. Has anybody else here seen Jacko? Oh, no, no. You know, at oh. some point I did, and I just don't remember it. But uh, really, not not surprised. Really ultra obscure movie. But uh, the part that always sticks out to me in that one is very right toward the very end. Our main character, one of those you know generic, totally obnoxious little kids, is getting buried in a shallow grave by this demon, and the kid so clearly is just not feeling at all because he says no. Not yeah, that 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 that's the uh, uh, Jody, Jody, <laughs> Jay, come on, Jay. Well, before we get too far into this, can we talk about the opening uh, sequence? Yes, we should absolutely. And that actually so, looks great even today. And yeah, we had, it really does. So we had watched a documentary, Candy. I can't remember what what documentary it was. 
it came um, on the the steelbook blu-ray edition and and um, they so right so they were talking about the movie had had a different name Halloween party and they said Halloween party like that's like it Halloween. yeah yeah and so they so they had to create you know this they they had already made the the opening sequence and so they had to to do the animation to cover it all up if i could interject for a second the animator was a disney animator actually right yeah well it's not but, that much better going in the 80s yeah <laughs> but i thought i thought it turned out great i mean oh yeah considering the budget right <laughs> yeah yeah. It was it was definitely uh, short on <laughs> budget. Yeah. Like, it, it, I feel like it delivers. Um, I want to do like favorite scenes. Um, one of my favorites is probably uh, Amelia Kincaid. Um, she's billed as Mimi Kincaid. She played mm-hmm. Angela. Is the dance sequence mm-hmm. that she does. Oh, yeah. Now, one of the reasons that she Ray. got cast. Yeah, one of the reasons she got cast is because she is a dancer. She she had studied dance extensively, and Rue McClanahan was her aunt and told her you should take the role, and um, so she did it. And they and she was really excited because they let her do her own choreography, and I just think that scene is just really really good. And I'm not a huge Bauhaus fan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I like my goth music, but I, there's a limit. But the song that they use there, Stigmata Martyr, is it just works so well. That scene is amazing. Yeah. I, 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 I would like to say that the whole soundtrack is fucking amazing. Yeah, it's uh, fun. Yeah, the Dennis Tenney, uh, like the, the songs he created for the, the movie is just. I like listen the computer to the computer date song time. is the one that pops oh, in my head. Oh my God, I love computer. Uh, for, for Halloween last year, the, I do my own little soiree and uh one of the songs i played was computer date nice <laughs> like i love that, that song fits. so much then you gotta like bring out the the uh strobe light and be like far fucking out <laughs> <laughs> how crazy do they go for a fucking strobe light far fucking out <laughs> it's just like it's a, stro- it's a strobe light calm the fuck down yeah <laughs> well you know for an 80s film and I was saying this earlier. I really think why I rate this so highly and why I think it has really good like rewatchability is this is like the best thing of what is kind of the cheesy golden age of horror in the eighties. We have our dumb teenagers, kind of like Freddy. <laughs> Who aren't really teenagers. Uh, yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, <laughs> some of the, they were young, but Linnea Quigley was almost thirty, and she didn't want to do the role because she was too old. And they kept pestering her. She finally goes in and they hired her on the spot. She's like, okay. But, um, yeah, so, and t- so you have the dumb teenager, you know, to, well, they're supposed to be. And then you have, you know, the neat little quips and lines, like, a la Freddy type movies. Mm. And then it's like its own thing. You know, it's not zombies. It's not really a slasher. It's, it's demons. And, and there are different kinds of demons than we ever saw in anything. Like, they were, it was fun. It wasn't really scary, but the effects were good. You know, I mean, I just think like if you're gonna pick a movie from the '80s that incorporates everything that was great about horror in the '80s, this is it. All the cliches. No. And absolutely, I, but they're done well. But yeah, and and sometimes in ways that aren't entirely expected. Like I love that weird effect with the lipstick tube. Yeah. I love that oh. Bruno, yeah, that like that's my favorite scene. 
I don't think like <laughs> the first time you watched that, you probably didn't see that coming unless you read oh, spoilers about the film. I was like, what the fuck am I seeing? <laughs> no, I saw it when it first came out on video and I was like, did she just put lipstick in her nipple? What? what? <laughs> yeah, right. It was no, like nine no, years old. I, I, I rewatched the movie, you know, so I could have a refresh in my mind. Even though I, I, I remember this movie very clearly. I just wanted to have a refresh in my mind. And I watched it with my roommate. And the scene where she shoves the lipstick in her boob, I turned to my roommate and go, why was that necessary? <laughs> why not? Fuck it. It's the 80s. It's not fun. <laughs> Fuck it. We're just, we're just going crazy here. Might as well. Just shove you might as well. Exactly. I feel like this is one of those movies. Might as well. Why not? Okay. You could have put it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't there some gag like that in one of the sequels though, or the remake, which I have not seen in a long time? But the sequels I blocked out of my memory. The remake I blocked out, uh, and I burned out of my yeah. memory. <laughs> I, oh, I only, I only seen bad. part two, but I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't remember a thing about it. Yeah, I, All I, I remember is I did, that's... Like, I did like part two quite a lot, but I, yeah, I, I, I rem- all I. All I remember about part two is that they reuse some of the shots from part one in it. And that, um, and that's Buddy, so sad. <laughs> and, yeah, Buddy, uh, and Buddy from just one of the guys was in it. That's all I remember. <laughs> 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 80s movie reusing footage? Say it ain't so. <laughs> <laughs> and to reuse footage from an already low budget film, like how, what's your budget? $5? I don't understand. True. Right. True. Oh. It, that does come off as kind of lazy, and you wonder why, like, what's the reasoning for doing that? But, yeah. You know, yeah. and I wish I cared enough to look into it. But I, just <laughs> <laughs> I think, in, I, if I'm not mixing it up with some other film, I think in the second one, uh, the character's boobs bite a guy's hands off or his head or something crazy <laughs> it has it has its good special effects moments too the first one's definitely better oh yeah, yeah. you gotta watch out for those things and they're dangerous they can yep. be dangerous yes they can <laughs> one thing i've learned from uh night of the demons as well as phantasm oblivion is that boobs are deadly yes yeah <laughs> they are I will have to show you some twisted shit in anime once in a while. Well, I've seen uh, some anime. The devil man. <laughs> I've seen some anime. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some weird stuff. But um, hold on, can I can I make a point? Um, yeah. Did anybody notice that uh, this uh, Night of the Demons is basically a horror movie version of The Breakfast Club? Yes. <laughs> they actually kind of talked about that. Yeah, yeah, like the characters, like they all go to like this. Obviously, go to the same school, but like they obviously from different cliques and they don't hang out with each other. And it's like it's almost like you know you have like like Judy is a part of the clique that like where Allison would be a part of, and then Stooge would probably be a part of the clique that Bender, you know, yeah, Bender, right? Yeah, Bender the dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. You know, didn't they okay. talk about that in the uh, that that uh, documentary we watched? They did, they did, yeah. and they talked about um, one of my favorite things uh, in in the documentary because they talked about so many things. Uh, a couple things. One, of my first favorite thing is that Amelia Kincaid, um, and God, she has aged just well, really well. 
Yeah, um, she was so. talking about when they do conventions, um, the most requested thing is for her and Linnea to recreate their kiss. And she's like, <laughs> I would totally do it because she kisses really well. <laughs> she's like, so I would definitely do it at some point if we get that opportunity. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then the other thing was, you know, to create all the smoke and fog that we see, you know, they would burn these these blue things like in a skillet or whatever. And then, like they said, they talked about blue boogers for a good, like, 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> because it would get all up in their nostrils. And so for, like, you know, weeks, they would be blowing out blue boogers. I'm like, yes. oh, that's fantastic. I think it had some, that like, they couldn't afford fog machines. Wasn't that it? Yeah, and so, so they, they would burn the blue discs. Yeah. And it would create this, like, blue, like, mist that showed up really well in the camera. But it, everybody was breathing it in, and, and so all their, their snot turned blue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, having held a couple of factory jobs, I can speak to that, you know. I'm yeah. so used to breathing in metal dust that when I when I sneezed, it would be black. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Been gosh. There. Been there. Good Lord. Uh, one thing I think is kind of cool about this, uh, have any of you guys read uh, Carol Clover's Men, Women, and Chainsaws? By chance? Mm-hmm. Uh, I have not. No. Um, it's an amazing book. I think it's like should be required reading for every horror fan. Uh, but she's a Berkeley professor, and she wrote this. It's kind of the most, I think, famous book about uh, modern horror films so pretty much the 1970s through the 1990s so there's a lot of stuff that could be updated for more recent tropes but this definitely falls into her chapter on demon possession films that usually there is a final boy or a male survivor in this case there's a final girl and a final boy but um one thing a trope that was kind of funny and then played up to its maximum potential in Night of the Demons is the whole possession through orifices or sexual acts trope. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I'm surprised she doesn't specifically mention this film in the book, but there are so many other examples and it just fits in with that perfectly. Yeah. What was the name of that book and the author's name? Um, It's called Men, Women, and Chainsaws, Gender in the Modern Horror Film by Carol J. Clover. I am going to add that to my list of books to acquire because I'm very interested. Thank you for that. You bet. Indeed. So if we had to go with a favorite scene, I I already talked about mine. What would be everybody's? Uh, I'll I'll go. Um, My favorite scene is actually not really a horror scene. It's actually one of the comedic ones. It's after... Stooge's car blows a tire and he's off to the side of the road and uh, <laughs> Judy's car uh, and Jay's car, they drive by and it's like, oh, you guys need a hand? We sure do! Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. such a groaner moment, yes. <laughs> that, I, I can't tell you that scene makes me... 80s humor. It makes me laugh hysterically every I st- time. We I just recently it. rewatched it and I was dying. I was like, no. oh my God. Yeah. My favorite scene was already taken the lipstick one. Um, you guys already <laughs> talked about that. But, well, that was uh, kind uh, of a given. <laughs> yeah. But another one that I thought was, was beautifully shot was the scene when the mirror breaks. Uh, yeah. And all of the shards, you see each individual character in, in oh, the yeah. different 
shards of glass. I thought that was such a great shot. It is. Yeah, it is. It, it is a really good shot. There, there are a lot of great shots. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. On a similar note, I have to say my favorite actually is when they're playing the mirror game and we see the actual demon in the mirror. Because yeah. mm-hmm. of, of, of all ways to make this thing look, they they went with you know uh, like H.R. Giger on acid. Yeah, like it, it was really its own kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and that's you know that's something to be said about this movie too is that you know with such a small budget, you know the cinematography was great, the um, the humor was great, mm-hmm. the special effects were great. You know, the, the the movie had a lot going for it, even if it didn't have a lot going for it in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like when they're as they were filming it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I saw this, you know, obviously in the 80s and I had a lot of trouble finding any females besides my mother to talk about horror with. And even the guys that I would talk horror with hadn't seen it because it wasn't like a hugely known film. And so I was always recommending by word of mouth. And so it wasn't until later on with, you know, the Internet and stuff that I discovered, like a lot of people really love this film. And it made me very happy because I was like, oh, my God, I, there's people I can talk about this with, you know. The the, the, the one thing I, I, I think could attest to the, the film's longevity is just that it, it, it doesn't really seek to do anything else but entertain. Like, it's Absolutely. not trying to change. It's not trying to change the genre. It's not trying to be like, you know, this, you know, this footnote in the horror genre. It just wants to be a fun horror ride. And it really succeeds in that, in spades. Like, it is just... Yeah, and when you think about it, there's not a lot of films that you can say that about. Like, it's just a fun ride start to finish, you know? They weren't weren't really trying to start a new franchise. This could have easily been a standalone film. Yeah, yeah, it, it totally. just did well. Well, I treat it as a standalone film. Yeah, it should. <laughs> you know, what's interesting though is I don't know if any of you guys went and, and looked at some of the reviews um, for this movie. I intentionally looked at some really shitty reviews just to get an idea of of why people thought that this was bad. And time and again, I saw that people called this an Evil Dead ripoff. Mm-hmm. And oh no, now, I didn't even never thought that. Yeah, and and while there may be, I don't know, maybe similarities, you know, we're talking about two movies that involve, you know, possession, but I there's nothing I can think about in Night of the Demons that was anything similar to Evil Dead. Not at all. Yeah, no. it's, they're very different films. But um, yeah. with, with I don't Evil get it. Dead, it, it, with Evil Dead, it was um, Sam Raimi kind of had the same. Uh, idea when he was creating that he just wanted to make a, a visceral horror film you know he he wasn't really trying to ch- change the genre either he just wanted to you know just do just this crazy like he was trying like i know in his words he was trying to make the ultimate drive-in movie you know mm-hmm. yeah and, and that's why that movie you know well, that's where he did all his research for it yeah yeah you know oh yeah yeah absolutely um and it, it's it, you could really put the uh, Night of the Demons in the same thing, like you know, like it's 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 hard to say that too because you know it's to do this kind of plot where you know kids trapped in isolated location, you know, we've seen it done time and time again, you know, like 
all the way going all the way back to the 60s with uh, Night of the Living Dead, you know, people trapped in this isolated location. But, you know, you know, just movies like that stand the test of time because they're not really trying to, you know, say anything figuratively about the genre. They just want to be like, you know, just a footnote in a horror film. Like, you know, just want to be entertaining, you know. They just want to make the best horror movie they can. Telling a story. Yeah, you know. Most of those films didn't have any budget. And honestly, as I tend to find, most of my favorite horror films were done on like a wing and a prayer. You know, um, there's no budget for Night Living Dead. There, the budget for you know Night of Demons was low. Budget for Evil Dead was low. But I mean, it just works. I like mm-hmm. it when they have to just get creative because that creativity really shows through when you don't have the money. You really have to think. Yeah. Especially when you have a director who's just full of creativity. You know, which obviously Absolutely. Kevin. Sam Raimi is George Romero, obviously. You know, when when you have a filmmaker who just has no money but he has a a, a mind full of creativity, you know, that's where you know the the genre succeeds. You know, what I'm saying. Because and also, um, when you have your creative uh, effects people like Savini, yes. um, he talks about a lot in his like uh, documentary and books about how he just created something in five minutes because they needed it. You know, and it worked so well. And Steve Johnson, who did the effects for Night of the Demons, um, you know, like the part with the the lipstick and the boob, mm-hmm. that was a gelatin mold that he did. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, he impressed Linnea quickly. They got married. Yeah. <laughs> but, and that was the first you know, time. The they effects met. are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. What were we saying, you know, it's, it's it's not. It's actually not as hard as they make it out to be to overcome minimal budget. You just got to be creative enough. You know, there are all kinds yeah. of tricks you can use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Absolutely. An, and that's, I'm sorry. That's what we were talking about with like, you know, they couldn't afford the fog machine. So they burned this nasty blue shit, you <laughs> know, they had to get creative. They had to find ways to, you know, to do it. And you see that a lot in some, some of the other movies that, that we've talked about or, or we plan on talking about is that, you know, they find ways to cut corners. Sometimes they're not always, you know, the safest route. Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sometimes you're not effective. Sometimes it's a bad thing, but sometimes yeah. it's really, really good. Yeah. Twilight Zone. Yeah, uh, <laughs> evil God, Dead as well. Evil Evil Dead is another good example. Oatmeal. Yeah. The, 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 the poor thing those, the, those people had to go through to make Evil Dead. <laughs> yeah, when you read Bruce's first book, you're just like, what? That is hilarious, though. I, no, I love you know. his books. I, I have his all books. his books. They are yeah, so I, funny. I, I don't have uh, Bruce's book, but I do have the the Evil Dead Companion. The mm. book, uh, and, and oh, yeah, I've got that, the, too. The stories, <laughs> the stories in that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, you know, Bruce go. is like a cervic like, wit. If you read, like, uh, If Chins Could Kill... Um, oh, yeah. of a B-movie actor it's his first book and it's so fucking funny because you're reading it in Bruce's voice and he just doesn't yeah. hold back and it is so fucking funny you're laughing out loud in all of his books they're really hilarious and he is exactly oh. like that in person too he's just that's how he is not, I love not, it not, 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 correct, not only that correct me if I'm wrong the, the exact quote was that he believed that the actresses no, he was looking at the actresses and t- consoling himself, saying, well, at least I don't have to wear those damn contact lenses. 
<laughs> because because of his relationship with Sam Raimi, he's certain those actresses were looking at him and saying, "Hey, at least I may have to wear these lenses, but at least I'm not getting the shit kicked out of me every night." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 the story he told with uh, he he sprained his ankle terribly. Yeah. And yes, yes, Sam and Rob Tapper fucking poked him for five minutes. <laughs> like. <laughs> Like and wow, like, like we're friends like and that. And they're all like bros too. Like that's totally okay. You did that to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's I'm sorry. Well, thanks for listening to the Bruce Campbell podcast. <laughs> yeah, that is a totally I guess I've seen I was in one budget. Bruce or Tom Savini or one of those are recurring. But um, going back to Night of the Demons, um, I had um, you know when they were talking on the uh, documentary. Like, because they mm-hmm. interviewed everybody who was on in the movie and, and involved in it. Everybody, you know, the cast, they all they say it, it was really the best time. I had the most fun. Um, I oh met God. great people. There was nobody who said anything bad. It was all like a great experience. And I'm yeah. like, that's what that's a wonderful thing. Because a lot of times I, people you hear them like, oh shit, this was I just actors yeah. horrible to work with or whatever. You know, like they all really had a great time. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I really liked to hear was that they had they had done the set. They had taken that house and transformed it so well that the actors were they were spooked out by certain, you know, sections of the house. And they'd be in one section while, you know, some of the actors were filming in another section. And, you know, they talked about how they would they would walk through the house and they would get spooked out because the whole house was, you know, transformed. Yeah, Yeah, they talked about it. They was. They got very easily scared. Yeah. It created the atmosphere. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And again, with no budget, I guess this was a rundown house um, in a really bad neighborhood. Um, they The exterior shots were a different place. Um, but, like, the, the wall, you know, when you see Roger working along that wall forever trying to find the exit, that wall was only, like, 11 feet long or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they just kept oh, really? <laughs> Yeah, they kept having him go back in and start again and then do it again. Because I know there's an exit here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's 11 feet ahead of you. <laughs> That's hilarious. That goes back to that creativity with limited resources. Yeah. Because yeah. I totally yeah. never would have guessed that. I mean, they did, did it well. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, I can't remember if I ever told you guys, but I was involved in a low-budget film in Russia. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah, so last year, um, I don't know if you've heard of Andrei Iskanov, but he did this really infamous film called Philosophy of a Knife. Um, so yeah, I don't want to take too far afield of Night of the Demons, but I was surprised to learn that he filmed 90% of that film on his bed and or in his kitchen, and it's this epic scale movie that's about World War II and these horrible experiments done by the Japanese Unit 731. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Prisoners of War. <laughs> he he turned uh-huh. his tiny, shitty Soviet era apartment into a like a medical facility and created the illusion that it was this big space and it's not oh, wow. big at all. So it's it's just wow. cool to see what what people do to create the illusion of kind of this epic scale. Like I I wouldn't have guessed with Night of the Demons that they had an 11 foot length wall. You know that they're trying to escape from it's just i just love the the creativity and yeah just everything about low budget filmmakers i'd rather watch 
films like Night of the Demons or Evil Dead or my friend Andre's films any day over something that's Oscar nominated or right. big budget Hollywood. Yeah, I tend to be a little bit more impressed. And I think it's just because as all of us are big horror fans, we know a lot about our favorite horror films and the genre itself and the budgets that people worked with. And you tend to find that most like hardcore horror fans, we like the lower budget stuff better. It's more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it has better story because they have to like punch that shit up to make you really like into it. So mm-hmm. you can get sucked into that world. So I think that's really where the creativity is firing on all pistons. And so I'd much rather watch like the lower budget stuff, you know? Yeah. Definitely. I think you find that with, you know, most, most horror fans. Now we did just talk about two higher budget films that I did enjoy. They were really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I mean, just like for like my usual viewing, I'm going to pop Night of Demons in like uh, 10 more times than I'm going to pop in Hereditary. I love Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I love Midsummer, but I'm going to watch Night of Demons a million times more Little before I watch that one. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a, every once in a while, like cause it's, it's rich. <laughs> like it's, it's like a turkey, like, okay, Thanksgiving and Christmas is cool, but not all year. Yeah. <laughs> Need my junk food. <laughs> or I call them my junk food movies or I call them popcorn movies like, like sour balls let's not get many blowjobs do we want to go on to favorite quotes yes there are so many yes <laughs> oh yeah totally so so I'll start and with mine just fell yeah, I, thought that, I thought when you said that you wanted to start so it's no, I'm sorry I, <laughs> we okay, can edit well, that out I'm sorry. I thought it was your podcast. I I must have misunderstood. You're my co-host. You're my co-host. So, I will start with my favorite uh, quote from the movie, and it is uh, "Bodacious boobies, sis." (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. You know, get me bigger. You're gonna have to hire someone to tie your tie your shoes. Right. You know, (laughs) their little brother. What the fuck? Yeah, right. That is so weird. If my brother said shit like that to me, I would have punched him. (laughs) Anybody notice that that kid kind of looks like Wade from Halloween 4? Anybody? (laughs) He has one of those faces, yeah. Yeah, he does. Like anybody remember the character Wade from Halloween Four? This is this is how I uh, vaguely. You no, know, I I've, I've seen Halloween Four one too many times. Uh, <laughs> it's no, been years. Uh, Wade Wade had one scene in Halloween Four. He was the the, the kid that tried to um, mac to uh, Sheriff Meeker's daughter in the pharmacy where Brady and them was working, and yeah. that, uh, she was like, uh, like they were they were betting him to go up there and. Uh, like to, to to talk to her, and he was like, "Her daddy don't scare me." And she he goes, <clears throat> "She goes, fuck off, Wade." <laughs> <laughs> and the kid is just like a uh, uh, like the little brother version of Wade. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who who else has got it? This there's so many good quotes in this movie. Uh, um, yeah, there, one I laughed at that uh, oh the the guy who gets his. Uh, I scouched out. What's his name? Jay. Okay. Jay. 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 Angela's like, what's the matter, Judy? Don't you like your blind date? (laughs) 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 Uh, 
Um, I'll, I'll go. Um, like I, I, uh, I know we discussed, you know, earlier that uh, we're all Team Roger. Um, yes. but uh, I have to say, my favorite character is Sal. The, I love Sal. Oh my god. I love, I love Sal. Like I, I'll cute. say that. In the in the in the party scene, like when they they all start dancing, when the, the strobe light comes out, you know the the immortal strobe light comes yeah, out, yeah. like everybody, everybody's all dance, everybody's all dancing, like all happy, and then you 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 catch Sal and he's just playing the wall and drinking a beer, and it's like mm-hmm. I'm totally Sal, and, and a, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Sal, like you know, everybody's dancing, and I'm just hugging the wall, like yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the scene where he's like he uh um he's confronting uh Judy's little brother, you know Wade's little brother, um where where he's trying to get information out of him about uh about, about Judy's date, and I mean I I'm a fan of trivial lines in movies, trivial moments. In movies. Those are my <laughs> favorites. Those are the ones that make me laugh, and um he's like a. Now, now, go and get your sister. Like, uh, uh, tell me where she's where, where she's where, where she's going. But would you like to know? He goes, "Why you little asshole?" <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like that that, that line just makes me laugh so much. <laughs> it's just, it's funny. The in the yeah. way he says it, it's always delivery too. Like it has to mm-hmm. land with the delivery. Yeah, I, I think it's more his delivery. Like uh, Sal, Sal was absolutely my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, because like, you know uh, it's insinuated that Judy and Sal had something going on, and Jay's like, "Well, you'll put it up for Sal, but you won't put it up for me." I'm like, "Well, yeah, Sal's not a complete <laughs> fucking douche." <laughs> I actually had a little crush on him on Sal. Right. Uh, the, the 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 amazing thing about the movie, though. If I if I might make a point is that it, it kind of like as this you know the the movie goes forward it kind of makes you think that Sal is going to be like the hero of the movie yeah know? yeah because he's just, he's the one that notices everything and he's like yo yeah Judy we gotta get out of here and then like he just fucking bites it and then it's like oh you're like oh fuck a little bit of misdirection oh. there right 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 and, and and it's 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 a beautiful piece of misdirection even though like. Like damn, like I, I would have liked to have Sal live because you know Sal was my dude, but uh, <laughs> you know, I, it was, yeah, it, you know, it, it, it was perfect. Yeah, fuck Judy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in the end though, like I, I'm, I'm glad that it was Roger who, uh, who was the one that made it out. He was the guy. Yeah, that part where he jumps through the window, I'm like, fuck yeah, like they're not getting me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh Epic. On, on that note of sal i gotta say i have a little affection for that line about have you heard of Darcel? <laughs> <laughs> and i i love it even more in retrospect because the 80s really was the age of energizer yeah yeah, yeah. Totally. all those commercials that, uh daniel do you have a favorite dummy. do you have a favorite line or quote or i thought i just said it he just Did you, okay, said that it. was it. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, now I look like a dumbass. I ain't told that. I didn't know that was your quote. Well, uh, well, if you want me to throw another one out there, actually, the, the, yes, the, please, because I I fucked it up. <laughs> the honestly, the, the very last line, the very end of the movie, when the guy eats the apple and his throat gets sliced open because there's a razor in it, 
Happy Halloween, dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Like she knew that he was such an asshole. Yeah. yeah. He was biding her time. Even though she'd been married to him for how long by that point, apparently she finally said, oh, you like Halloween? Well, that's enough. <laughs> uh, for me, there there are so many, and I just had a couple um, quotes. Um, I'm trying to think of what a runner-up would be for me. Uh, a lot of Stooges lines. Stooge really has the best, funniest lines. Um, you know, the fester and fuckwads. And, um, or that part, like, Shut up, you dizzy bitch, and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stooge is definitely the the humor in this. Yeah, yeah. He, he's a scene stealer. Even as a demon. Because <laughs> he's like the fucking scariest demon. Yeah. Well, we pour him. <laughs> oh. oh my God, I'm, sound. I'm having a little red wine. Oh, no. I muted that, sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm having my kinky red. I'm about burned through right now at the moment. My little cocktail. Your words, not mine. It's so good. I, <laughs> you know, I got my brand on deck. Nice. <laughs> For once, I don't. A little kibasi, eh? Hmm. <laughs> uh, the ENJ Apple. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is your favorite. Yeah, that's my favorite. So, I, I, who's your favorite character? Stooge. Anyway. Well, Huge? Yep. Why does that surprise me? I guess it shouldn't, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to go with Sal. Yeah. So uh, the, I, I'm I'm reminded of myself when I look at Sal. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like especially especially at the party, you know, say like like I was saying that um, I, I'm totally Sal at a party, <laughs> like just like. I'm hugging the wall with a drink, and it's just like, whatever. I'm just soaking in the environment, the energy, and I'm just chilling with a drink. I'm totally sat at a party. You know, you know what's funny? is the most level-headed out of all the characters, for sure. He I, is. Because, he is. you know, Roger's the, you know, the smartest one, and he survives, but he's very fearful. Sal is just <laughs> like, fuck this shit. This is stupid. I want to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to say I'm kind of a mix between Sal and Stooge, like because I'm the same way. I'm the guy. The, I'm the guy at the party that like, you know, antisocial off to the side, you know, whatever. But my mouth is like Stooge, and I say dumb shit like festering fuckwads. <laughs> you say dumb shit? What? Yeah. What? You, you said it, not me. <laughs> you were thinking. All right, uh, Erica, who are you going to go with? Um, I really like Angela. You know, I like where she's oh. like, we're going to scare the shit out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's too bad. Like, we don't get to know her as, like, a regular human for too long, though. But, yeah. you know, I like her character <laughs> until she's possessed. Not so much afterward, other than she does have some good lines as a demon. But <laughs> And the cool Please. dance scene. Yes, the dancing is awesome. The party's just begun. (laughs) (laughs) Run, Judy, run. See, Judy, run. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Daniel, I'm sorry. Honestly, I got to be Team team Susie, you know, Suzanne. I mean, how how do you beat Linnea? (laughs) Uh, That's my girl. Yeah, she's amazing. We have the same piercing. I didn't notice that until recently. (laughs) Thanks for that information. (laughs) <laughs> uh, anyhow, moving on. From that. Wait, which piercing are we talking about here? 
Oh, oh my lord. Uh, I was hoping to avoid it. But, uh, it's on my face. I was hoping to avoid it. <laughs> Please carry on. But, uh, you know, the, the main thing, like you said, Linnea didn't want to take the role, so she knew what kind of movie she was in. Mm. And she, she had that just right level of trying to be professional and really not giving a fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It works so well for her character, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, like the, the way she delivers the line. I just want to look cute for all the boys. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of carries on into her demon self. Yeah. I can't get my face right. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay walks into a completely fucked up scene where she just put the lipstick in her boob. Yeah. And he's like, I'm totally going to bone her. <laughs> Judy's not yeah, putting out Somebody needs to one, one staple of the 80s The guys, you know, they were just ready anytime, anywhere Even when she's got the makeup smeared all over her face Like uh, Clancy the Clown You know Yeah Yeah, he still went for it Yeah, he still went for it Didn't matter So, okay But yeah, I, I respect that I think for me um, As far as what character I, I am I'm a Judy. I'm sorry. I, I I don't think I'm that annoying, but I know many, many people who would beg to differ. So <laughs> we're just going to leave that because I do talk a lot and I kind of have the high-pitched voice and I am the final girl type um, who's just like the good girl trying to do the right thing. Like, oh, I don't really like this. Um, no, totally don't want to sleep with you, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a Judy, but I'm not team Judy. Um, my favorite character would probably also be Sal. Um, I thought he was, you know, he, he was the smartest. Plus, you know, I you, you got to think. Uh, 1988 Candy really thought he was pretty cute. I uh, still do, but you know, he was very very cute to me. <laughs> and and he was smart. Like what he's talking about. Like the whole time he's like, "Fuck this place. This place fucking sucks. Why are we here? You know, my place right. is nice. We got slip covers on all the furniture and." You know, <laughs> remember that whole little tirade he goes on yeah yeah the slip covers on the furniture and all everybody's grandma's house yeah that wasn't my grandparents well granted they had the same set of furniture for their entire lives but same yeah totally the slip covers and then those carpet like plastic things that you could like fucking hurt yourself yeah. on. The little runners that went throughout the house and you could step on the rest of the carpet. The yeah, and the spikes on the bottom, man. I hurt myself a million times. Oh, the eighties were fun. Let's all get hurt. Yeah. That's totally. all we did in the eighties was get hurt. Now my kids, <laughs> like, if they, they got hurt, they don't know how to handle it. They don't even know about outside. <laughs> it's all about Fortnite now. Yeah, I was all, oh, I was God. outside BMXing it up, man. <laughs> Getting God, scrapes coming home all bloody, like no big deal. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the 80s. It was okay to get hurt. And I think, you know, that ties into like a lot of 80s films. It was just so different. And I don't like to think of myself as old, but I am going to be 41 um, this year. So, <laughs> um, you know, I had, I had a lot of fun in the 80s. And it's just so weird that in this time period, how much the world has changed, how much horror itself has changed. And that's why it's really fun for me to go back and watch, you know, just what I call like the cheesy golden age. 
uh, for. There's different golden ages for me. But it's a cheesy one. And it's the most fun for me because it's just like it takes me back to the 80s. And there was a lot of fun to be had. And everything wasn't so fucking serious, you know, yeah. all the time. It was just, you know, I like that we still have that. Absolutely. Totally. That, that will probably be coming into the conversation if uh, we were talking about a Twilight Zone episode, right? Um, yeah, uh, we're going to do a Twilight Zone special. Yeah, because yes. um, the, the thing that makes the Twilight Zone episodes as immortal as they are is the way that they really represent the times. Yes. Yes. And even, even the schlockier episodes, you know, they were speaking to the issues and the concerns of the times. That's the way the 80s horror movies were. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, as as we noted, the men were always ready to have it. And, you know, there was so much concern about the rise of uh, certain sexually transmitted illnesses that there was this this total attitude of, you know, we got to try to discourage people from, uh, you know, doing the deed. So basically, the people who aren't fucking are going to, you know, make it to the end. So what does that tell you at home, kids? Yeah. <laughs> Don't have sex. You will die. No problem here. Gonna huh. make it. <laughs> Especially in the van, as Joe Bob Briggs would say. Have sex in the van, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no hard working in the van. No. <laughs> Eat enchiladas, you're fucked. <laughs> Damn enchiladas! Particularly <laughs> <laughs> not if it's a van driven by a clown. Well, oh. yeah. <laughs> so we have some... Uh, another 80s movie coming up next week, so I'm kind of liking this 80s vibe. Um, I'm having a little fun with it. Um, I do complain a lot about how there's a lot of uh, 80s nostalgia right now. And and it's funny to me because I was born in the 70s, so I actually grew up in the 80s. I experienced the 80s. Um, you know, I kind of came of age and whatever in, in the 80s. And a lot of these people who are like have all this 80s nostalgia, I'm like... When were you born? 1987. I'm like, you don't fucking remember anything from the 80s. <laughs> nostalgia for it. Nostalgia is when you experienced it and then you re-experience it. Like, that'd be like me saying, oh, man, I missed the 70s. I wasn't in the 70s too long. I don't remember anything. You know, yeah. so I'm saying, like, this 80s nostalgia thing. I'm like, I think you should say that for the people who actually went through the 80s. Because there's some shit that needs to just stay in the 80s. And yeah. we don't need to bring back. And then there's stuff that, you know, like this movie, I, it takes me back to the good part of the 80s. And, you know, the, the part that, you know, we who lived through it experienced and had fun with. And it reminds us of that time. Not these people who are like, oh, retro gaming and this and that. I'm like, you, OK, whatever. Ah. If you grow up playing an Atari, then shut up. I had ColecoVision. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was born in 84, so I kind of remember the 80s. Well, see, 84 is, is is still okay. I mean, early 80s, you still, you're still you going to have memories. But people born in 87, you don't really start forming memories. Until yeah, you're like yeah, yeah, Three or four, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, what, what part of the 80s do you remember? I'm sorry, you were a toddler. Yeah. Like, you guys were so, actually children. <laughs> I, I have my own theories on why there is that 80s nostalgia, and I will be sharing those in future episodes. Oh, well, I'm excited to hear because I, I'm, I'm kind of a sociology uh, nut, and I really like to, to talk about things like that. And I just wanted to bring it up here as we did our first 80s film and our single film season here, our first single film season, because we're going to have more. But uh, 
yeah, I just want to talk about that, you know, like the eighties to really appreciate it. I think, you know, like when I get my kids who like horror to watch 80s stuff, it's, it's like pulling teeth. And then when I do watch it, they talk about how stupid it is. I'm like, you don't understand. <laughs> it's not stupid. <laughs> now monster squad is stupid, but, um, <laughs> everybody knows so. I hate that movie. I, I, hate I, 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 I recently had that happen to me. Um, my, my nephew, um, and my, my baby cousin, uh, Chris, He's like uh, 18 and my nephew is 13 and they borrowed my uh, basket case. They borrowed my copy of basket case. They <laughs> they oh, and, uh, and, 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 and I went and I went uh, into my nephew's room and uh, I was like, what is my basket case doing here? Oh, he borrowed it. And I was so proud because I was like, oh, he borrowed basket case. Oh, yeah. And I would have like, that moment, too. <laughs> Right, you know, saying I was like, "How'd you guys like it?" And they're like, "This movie fucking sucks." And that was like, terrible. And I was so offended, like, "Give my fucking basket case back!" How Fuck dare you? you. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you disrespect back this basket case? I'm like, we get Violet. it, but it still sucks. <laughs> like, like, I just own you, nephew. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's just the different thing, and and being a mom, you know, um, as we're parents, um, it's. It, Changes things, and then the world changes so much. You know, um, we've been parents since we were like 21, <laughs> 20, um, and our youngest is 13, and he's just recently in the last year or so gotten into horror. And I'm trying to show him older stuff, and he only wants to watch the new stuff. And I'm like, dude, your name is Ash from Evil Dead. He will not watch Evil Dead. He'll watch the remake, but he will not watch the original. I'm like, you could get so many girls by telling them this, by understanding who Ash is, and by saying. My name's Ash from Evil Dead. I'm like, chicks love that. Oh my god, the right chicks anyway. But he's just like, no, he's at an awkward age. I'm like, your name is Ash for a reason. But you <laughs> won't watch it. Fun. I'm sorry. Right where it gets fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Veronica, the oldest, she's more apt to watch the older stuff. Um. But the other two, I don't know. I just kind of, she'll go back and forth. She'll try new things. But Ash is just strictly, like, only new stuff. Yeah. Because she thinks when I'm talking about movies from the 80s that everything that's done before now is in black and white for some reason. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) No. How old do you think I am, dude? (laughs) Yeah, I've gone through that before. I, I, I dated a girl who, um... Unfortunately, he's no longer with us, but um, she just everything before like 1990 was just like too old for her to watch. I hate that mindset. Like you are missing out. Yeah, you really are. Like, and it's just like, it's just there's so much awesomeness like before that time and just you're totally missing out on the greatness of just that era. Yeah, and there's so much fun, you know, like, uh, there's each, I feel like each decade of horror was different and has a lot to offer, and, you know, everybody knows I like classic films, so I'll watch really old, early talky stuff, you know, basically, Mm -hmm. like, Dracula was a very, pretty early talky, and um, it's still really effective and it's good, and if I had that mindset, I think I would have been missing out on enriching, you know, my knowledge and my experiences with horror, 
Yeah. I'm just basically urging everybody, like, if you have written off 80s horror, you need to go back and revisit it, and you've got to have an open mind, and you're, you're going to find all the fun there. That's where the fun was. It got less fun after that. It's more serious now. It's got more and more serious sense. They try to keep it fun. Like you, you had some like some movies do. Some movies do. Yeah, so so some movies in like the early nineties were trying to keep it like fun, eighties fun, like Doctor Giggles is something like oh, I don't know. Doctor Giggles. Yeah, it's I trying to keep Dr. that that I love Doctor Giggles too. Like I, Who I love doesn't? It. <laughs> and it's tr- it's trying to keep that <laughs> it's trying to keep that fun atmosphere of like the 80s but then it's just like you know after that it was just so fucking serious yeah, yeah and that's why you know i think it's it's great that's why i call it the the golden cheesy age of horror yeah. um you know you really have to go in there and just have fun and that's what i like um i know a lot of us are joe bob briggs hams on the last drive mm-hmm. in like i love when he when he does 80s films you know like uh I probably had some of the most fun with, uh, oh my God, it's the Frank Hennon lot or what is it, brain, brain damage? Yeah. 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 Okay. I, it's just like my brain just went empty, brain damage. But I had so uh, much fun with that film and I hadn't seen it previous to that. I had seen it, it, Basket it, Case. It, 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 it's perfectly serendipitous that your your brain would go blank when you mentioned brain damage. <laughs> right. I'm not getting the juice. Where's Elmer? Cameron Sully. Hey, Ben, guys. Sorry about that. Hey. Um, Cameron, you want to weigh in on anything about 1988's Night of Demons? We have talked about favorite quotes, favorite scenes, favorite characters. Um, Let's hear your thoughts. It's definitely worth seeing. I'm unfortunately a bigger fan of the sequel. Just the humor just chills with me. Wow. It's so sad that you have to get out now. (laughs) Thanks for joining, Cameron. Have a good night. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just messing with you. Cameron, Cameron forever the contrarian. <laughs> what would we do without him? Oh, fuck. Oh, uh, no, Cameron, my dude. I love Cameron. I liked it. Oh, well, I, I just liked the second one a little better. I don't know why. I think it was just the mood I was in, the cast. But the first ones we're seeing, it's one of those just campy films that everyone quotes. I don't know if it's as quotable as say rocky horror or whatever but it's it's worth saying well, that's like the ultimate quotable film yeah that's uh, like the ultimate cult classic you know what i mean so where does like, this can, rank? goes up there with that well yeah but, but that's where i'm just trying to determine because it's it's well known but yet i don't know how much of this generation knows it it seems like it's still often talked I'm about doing my best to spread the good word <laughs> okay <laughs> the young generation Oh, oh my God! I'm 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 sorry. I gotta I gotta just chime in here. Um, <laughs> this might this might give me this this might give me kicked out. I'm sorry, guys, but I, I I'm sorry. Out. I'm sorry. What I meant to say. No, 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 no. I never got into Rocky Horror. I, I'm sorry. And that's I just, okay. I, I just uh, Rocky Horror is I, not a horror film, and it's more of like theater geeks that got into doing it. Like I actually would perform it. Um, it's more of a theater, you know, gothy type place to hang out on Saturdays back in the day. Um, it's not horror. People put it in horror, and I'm like, it's not scary. It's just like fun and campy. It's not horror. It's I think it's. Test. I think it's just because it's set in a mansion and he's freaking people out. I don't know. Eh. Like, I mean, I know all the callbacks to the screen. I went for years. 
I always had to play Janet. I wanted to be, you know, Frankenfurter, but I'm such a Janet. Like, I'm just a Judy. You know what I mean? Um, I was Judy just making a comparison because this, this movie is campy as hell. It's also not scary, but it's just kind of just wacky. and. <laughs> but it's fun. It's a fun that's what That's what I mean. It's going for that just oh, camp, yeah. camp, camp. So... Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. That's what I was saying earlier. That uh, there's not intentional just, camp. There's intentional it, camp. There's it's just, it's everything. it's just it's its purpose is only to entertain. Like you know, it doesn't seek to, you know, change the genre. Be like you know, just a footnote. Like you know, just be this you know trailblazer epic. or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it just wants to be the the, the the perfect entertainment for for horror fans. Like you know. And, and I think that's its legacy right there, you know, where it's just... It definitely you know, has mo- its place, because who wants to watch serious shit every single night? You know, sometimes you're like, let's do something fun. Let's put this movie yeah, on and, you know, it's whatever. Just, it's the same reason why you watch a Friday the 13th movie, you know, like... Because you, you just know, clown on all the stupid camp out right. The, the acting is bad. The dialogue is cheesy. Like everybody, you don't care stupid. about the characters. You just want them to die creatively, right? You know, but <laughs> it's it's so it's so fucking entertaining. You know, like 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 um my my favorite Friday Thirteenth like you know not not to get off tangent um the uh, is Friday Thirteenth uh, Part Five and it's like. Yes. It's just, it, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> it had to be very particular there. <laughs> we are going to be visiting some Friday the 13th films. There. Yeah, part five is just like, it's not trying to be like, you know, the ultimate version of these movies. It's just trying to be like, you know, it's just the most entertaining version. And, you know, that's all you really look forward to, you know. It's, 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 you know, my favorite movies. Friday the 13th is Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> I love Jason Takes yeah, Manhattan. I really do. It's really so do. cheesy, like with the punching the head off, and but I mean it's the best. And we <laughs> I can't talk too much on this because we do have an episode of that later. But right. I did want to mention that I, that's my favorite because it has that same energy, not as well done as Night of the Demons, but it has that same energy of like it's just fun and you know what I mean. It's silly and I, not scary. I, I, I will say, I, I will say ahead of time that. Uh, the part uh, Jason Takes Manhattan Part Eight is uh, is in my top five, alongside of Part Five, Part Seven, Part Four. Like just you know, I I, I love like you know everybody's like I I put um, Part One last, and it's like oh my god, you put Friday Thirteenth Part <laughs> One last, and it's like yeah, because it's fucking dull and shit. Did you yeah. see the later ones? The only good thing They're about so it is the effects. Oh, oh, man! <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid I have to stick up for it. I'm with you. I have to because Savini really did some excellent <laughs> effects. I mean, but he also did some excellent effects in part four. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Part four is probably well, the best. Part four is the, the best direction. No, come on. Don't be crazy. <laughs> Using the Jack Black soundboard to chime in here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, to get back on topic, uh, I'm sorry, Robert. You <laughs> I win one to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Me every day. Um, Karen, uh, favorite quote. This is a very quotable movie. I actually don't remember any of the quotes in either one. Oh my but, goodness gracious. Damn you. Well, Sorry. Like, so, so, yeah. 
Okay, so how about what's your favorite but favorite character? It was a very fun movie. Oh, shit. Uh, this ought to be good. Come Sorry, on. I don't. I didn't remember anyone. It was just a fun movie, and I had fun. I okay. wasn't that kind of movie for me where I remember the demon or the crazy scientist or anything. It was just just laid back. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I, okay. Any other movie? Same I movie remember the character. I just didn't remember anyone here. Sorry, it wasn't because it was bad or anything. I just wasn't in that mode. <laughs> Oh, Rob, you're killing me. Stop it. <laughs> Damn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <I don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Out of here. <laughs> Clearly got the Detroit nerve there. <laughs> I don't. Oh my God. I'm not trying to make a statement. I didn't remember anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, camera. Oh, camera. <laughs> Maybe if I saw it again, I saw it pretty recent for this episode, so I just. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. That was a fun movie. I just. That one that I would quote. <laughs> uh, okay. I don't really know what to say to that. Okay, well, name me a quote. It's like you've been doing the whole episode. <laughs> Eat a bowl of fuck. Cameron hasn't watched this movie. I have seen it. It just it went I'm so joking. fast. I I'm didn't joking. remember anything. It's, it's I, all in. It's all in the theme of the film. I'm just messing with you. Oh my god. <laughs> you missed my great. You, you missed my great uh, uh, quote. Uh, I performed that quote earlier. Eat a bowl of fuck. You missed it. Oh I was god. laying bets. So I was Nailed like, it. I oh. bet Rob's gonna nail it, and he did. Oh my uh, god. Yeah. Winner. Uh, I, have to, I have to make it up for this last episode. I have to make it up for it. <laughs> oh, dude. We talked so much shit last episode. I heard. I heard. I heard. I heard. I even heard that the Zack Snyder slant. I knew day. it. I knew it. <laughs> you were like, Rob's not here to stop me. I'm going to do it. <laughs> He saw his opening. See what All happens right, when so. you're not here? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh hey, don't put that on him. <laughs> I almost didn't okay, show up so I was I'm going right. to ask us all the question. Uh, well, this is not the question. It's a question. It's a weird question. Okay, so I spoke earlier oh, at the beginning of the weird. episode <laughs> about, <laughs> about Amelia Kincaid saying that she would totally do the popular request and recreate the scene of her and Linnea Quigley kissing. Who would be on board to see that? Uh, I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Raise his hand. I would. Sure. Yeah. Uh, not opposed, but I mean, it's not like it's an urgent matter to me. Well, it's not urgent <laughs> to me, obviously, but I just think like that would be really, really cool of them to do at a convention. I I, I would be open yeah. to see her re- her dance sequence, like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet she still that could, too. Yeah. She probably could. Oh, I, some Bauhaus. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, so many people are focused on um, uh, uh, Linnea, like, you know, saying, like, you know, her sour ball sequence, you know, mm-hmm. but the, that that the whole dance sequence uh, from, from Mimi is just, like, 
And I love that she choreographed, you know, like she choreographed it herself because she was a dancer. And they knew that there was a dance scene in it. So, you know, she got cast and she had experience. I think she was in a Stray Cats video. Um, she had like experience of dancing um, behind oh, her. Really? <laughs> yeah, I love the Stray Cats, so don't even go there. Um, <laughs> I, know, I love Rockabilly. I, dude, I love Rockabilly. That, I'm so saying, I didn't know she got her start. Jesus. She <laughs> <laughs> did tonight. <laughs> I'm going back to sleep. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, after that, um, let's go around and give our out of 10 ratings. <laughs> Cameron, you start. No, we're good. Ah! Yeah, yeah, come on. I'll give it a 7 out of 10 for both these movies. It's a fun, cool That's all you need to do. Just see it, watch it with a group of friends, have fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. Good one. Okay. Uh, Sean. I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. <laughs> Pretty good. Oh, shit. No, Not bad re- for, you know, what it is, you know? Right. I thought they did a good job taking what they had to work with and, you know, making a, a pretty decent movie with such a small budget. Absolutely. Good review. Uh, um, Erica? I'd say 7 out of 10. Yeah. I, I, so some right. days I would maybe even go higher than that. So. Yeah, it's kind of dependent on mood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's definitely it's... it's a really fun party movie. Uh, yes. You just want to relax, have a good time with friends, have some beer, whatever. You know, it's like just a, a great, you know, fun movie. Absolutely. Erica, Erica just nailed it right there. Yeah, yeah that was great. Like we we basically well. I mean, I only discussed one half of it, unfortunately. Um, where uh, the Midsummer and Hereditary were business horror movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Night of the Demons is a great party horror movie. Where it's just it's fun. We're there to have fun. You know, no serious bullshit. You know, it's just cheesy. You know, you know. But not too bet- cheesy. Yeah. No. How cheesy the, the is too act- cheesy? <laughs> and that's yeah, that's all a personal preference. That, yeah. I, well, no, I just want to know how cheesy is cheesy. <laughs> that's At the end of the day, Judy, Judy is too cheesy. Jay. Yeah, Jay. Come on, Jay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before, before we leave this, I, I want to talk about. Um, I, 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 I wanted to mention. I wanted to mention this, but. Uh, the the scene where she's in her room and she's talking to Jay and she's taking off her panties and the sweater is obviously too big so like when she takes off her panties she don't see her ass and she obviously lifts up the sweater so you can see it you know say yeah. like in the mirror like that's obviously a director like hey we we can't see your ass lift up your sweater <laughs> <laughs> try a little harder. <laughs> Yes, you the to house. Be they wanted so. it to be topless, so um, she she kind of met them in the middle. She she didn't yeah. do the topless, but she did like the see through bra and all that, you know. Like like uh, I, I spent ten hours trying to get you to show your ass. You better show it, baby. <laughs> 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 all right, well, what's Rob's an eighties movie direct. without some exploitation? <laughs> 
casting couch. I was, Jesus. I was just doing the, the, the stereotypical sure, 80s. Sure, you were. Sure. <laughs> Come on, That's baby. not a method <laughs> acting there. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's see your tits. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you want to be a star, right? Let's see your tits. You're enjoying this a little too much. <laughs> so, Rob, yeah. uh, what is your rating out of 10? I I, I, I got to give it an 8, uh, 8.5. Nice, nice. Yeah. Yeah, 8.5 out of 10. That's a good one. I, I really <laughs> am on board with that. Uh, Daniel. I'm going to go a solid eight. It's really a very fun flick. Good for what it is. Great trip to memory lane. But at times, its strengths are also its weaknesses. Sometimes it's a little too corny. There are times where they're not taking it serious enough and going a little too over the top. But solid eight. It's a fun film. Good reviews. Good reviews. I'm going to go with the 8.5. I think that, you know, it's self-aware. It knows what it is you know the cast knows what it is they they look like they're having fun with it um it it comes through and i think a lot of you know some of the best 80s horror you really have to be in that mind frame of i want to have some fun and i want to just like not be so fucking serious and just enjoy so yeah it point by really solid film and i watch it a lot so i really enjoy it right so that sums up our talk about 88 Planet of Demons. Next week, we are going to be talking about a different 80s movie. And it, I, this could go either way. Today or death. <laughs> I know what way it's going to go for me. Yeah. You guys were fuming at the mouth on this one. You're like, ah, oh, fuck this movie. Oh, I have been fuck since I first saw it in the 80s. So, yeah. yeah. We'll talk about I- that next week. I, I don't I don't know like I I know I said that uh, I was off the episode because of, like I really don't want to watch it but uh, you guys talking about the 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 movie in itself is like the maybe, video dead yeah maybe I'll give it a watch but it's like I really don't because I know it, I I just I know it's a piece of shit but it's like uh, but well you, it's not you, you you lose nothing. When it's on YouTube. Right. Yeah. I know. It's, I know. You know what I mean? I know. You're just it's time. And I think you, know. you have some interesting personal reflections on stuff that are unique. And I would like to hear what you have to say. So if you want to no. give it a go, give it a go. It was, it was like when Candy dared me to watch fucking uh, Blood Feast. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Misfits dared me. We talked about how angry I am about that. I know. I know. She was like, she, she was like, you got, but see, Candy had it easy because she was watching the Rift Tracks version. I watched the no, straight. No, no, I watched the Joe Bob version. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is- You're mocking me, aren't you? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and do plugs. Cameron, you first. Alrighty. I can be seen jacking everything up on my own fucking podcast. I recently made a list for some of Kiefer Sutherland's best movies and actually unexpectedly had that list retweeted by his buddy Lou Diamond Phillips. So nice. Nice. He's cute. Very cool. All right. Um, Erica, I know you talked at the beginning, but we'll just go ahead and we we just let it be. 
Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, thanks for listening. Check out my website, myhorrificlife.com. And if of you want to learn more about Andrew Deboff's brewery, check out 3marmbrewing.com. That's uh, 3-M-A-R-M brewing. Um, and uh, see, see how his progress is going with getting that fully up and running. Be careful what you drink. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, as always, uh, the Nightmare Nerd, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. I'm uh, trying to put some final touches this weekend on what I intend to be one of two retrospective videos looking back at gay and lesbian topics in horror for Pride right. Month. I'm very excited so, about those. I, look forward I hope to they turn out okay, because it's going to be a lot of me talking. Oh, please, oh, feel free to share some Okay. <laughs> sounds exciting. Which is... No, I, I love it with that beautiful, beautiful voice you have. I just want to. Yeah, you have a very soothing voice. <laughs> with, with my Joyzy accent. I told you, you have to be one of the riffers. Have your own riffing voice. Joy. I like that. Hey, Daniel, I want you say say glass for a second. Mr. Glass. Why? <laughs> no, because I, I, I used to, I used to, I used to date a, uh, I, I, I dated a girl from Jersey, and uh, I loved the way she said glass or class or ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am not saying that for you. Get <laughs> <laughs> your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Rob has patois of his own. Yeah, apparently, it's a Jersey yeah. thing. Oh, sure. oh, of course. <laughs> okay, uh, Rob, what you got for us? Oh, of course, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube as The Cinema Drunkie. You can find me, my numerous writings on ultimateactionmovies.com, actionflix.com, uh, as well as cinemadrunkie.wordpress.com, and my uh, Star Trek dedicated podcast, Bros on the Bridge, the Star Trek podcast. Um, I was really proud of our last episode, you know, where we talked about uh, Star Trek Voyager. Um, and, uh, yeah, the, uh, I'm, I'm really glad the show come out. And, uh, yeah, just check it out and check me out. And, uh, yeah, I'm drunk. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> At least it's not me this time. I'm trying, but I don't drink heavy enough. No, you you got to remember, I'm always drunk these episodes. <laughs> I know. That one time you were like, why are you angry? I'm like, what? Right, right. That, that was the same episode. I was like, what happened that episode? I, I don't <laughs> He's like, all I remember is Candy being mad at me. I was like, what? <laughs> and was like, I was never mad at you. I don't even get mad at my about? children, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get mad. <laughs> uh, I was right. waiting for a hiccup. <laughs> All right, Sean Smith, what you got? Well, I'm not nearly as busy as as the rest of you guys. All I've got is uh, some social media plugs. You can find me, uh, Sean of the Dead, on Twitter, Instagram, and now Slasher. Um, And I'd just like to say, wash your hands, wear your mask, and Black Lives Matter. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Uh, I guess that falls to me. Um, Obviously, you can find me here every week. I have a horror blog that I am very sluggish lately about working on. I seem to be very busy lately. It's candycodedhorror.wordpress.com. I'm on the Slasher social network as Candy the Final Girl. 
um, that has links to a lot of things. I'm sometimes on Cameron's Jacked Up Review show when he deems me necessary. <laughs> oh, I know, I know that feeling. <laughs> right, and um, you can contact me directly on our Twitter, which is House underscore Screams, and that's all I've got. So, thank you all for tonight. Have a spooky night. You as well. Catch you on the flip. Thank you. And thank you again for joining us. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.